yo, I want to say something right now. I know you're saying, hey, where has the Conrad gone? Well, what happened is Conrad is doing some things like um, a pilot, you know, get creating that pilot so I can show it to the um, TV, you know, organizations, you know, Fox, Showtime, you know, um, you want to show it to HBO. So got this pilot going. The name of the pilot is I Was Only Doing You. And I have also two movies, scripts, that I'm, I'm trying to showcase around the industry. But, hey, I, I, I'm back talking to you right now for a short time. And I just want to go ahead and say, yo, it's all about the harder they fall. That's all. Here I come, here I come, the Conrad, the rewind, baby. the business and the business will be spoken the truth the truth and nothing but the truth it's your man it's the conrad it's the rewind and i'm in full effect right now i'm busting it out so keep up okay here we go first of all and i know you're saying conrad it's so much has been going on you know what? What we all need to worry about is, amen, thanking God for one more day, amen, to be able to worship in spirit and in truth, to be able to thank him in spirit and in truth, to be able to say, Lord, thank you for this opportunity. 
because I know I am not worthy to be able to see another day. There are so many people who are not able to see this day. But I'm going to say this to you right now. It's all the way live. I'm coming to you, and the topics I want to talk about are going to be really like hitting the spot. Let's talk about Sister Grinder. Okay, we're going to talk about her, about six, seven, six, eight. You know what I'm saying? Big girl. Let's talk about her being in Russia. I've been saying this about a lot of these women athletes who go to these other countries who are not, and the, and the countries are not, you know, copacetic with what the United States is all about. And here it is. Now you're in this country, and it looked like Grinder. she was there from 2014 until now, and all of a sudden now they want to go ahead and check her for um, a substance, vaping, and, you know, if I'm saying hashish or if I'm saying, um, you know, marijuana, now they want to check her. Like I said, three and a half weeks she's been locked up. She should never want to go back there. And none of these, especially these African-American young ladies, okay, or young men, should never want to go back there. You got to understand something, you know. There are countries who may not get along with the United States and they go through some type of stuff. They're looking for the first American to make a, uh, an example out of. So I'm going to hit that right there. That's all I, I, I want I want the best for. I want to out of that situation. But, um, hey, that's one thing that I look at and I say, whoa. Now, we're going to talk about these coaches. We got a lot of NFL coaches who are in their early 30s, mid-30s, and most of these guys ain't worth the darn. They ain't worth the darn. They're good old boys who happen to know other good old boys and who look just like an owner, a GM, and that's who they want. They, a lot of these guys do not deserve these jobs in the NFL. Some of these guys were special team coaches. Some of these guys were not even position coaches. They just got a job because they're good old boys, and the good old boys win, and it's sad. Now, that guy from the Miami Dolphins, I, I really do hope that his team turned their back on him. I really do because this guy, you know, he wants to be Tiger Woods. I'm biracial. You know what? Young man, and I don't know if he's listening. I don't know if his family's listening. But you know what? You've always considered yourself white. You've never considered yourself black or biracial. Now you got a job which you really do not deserve. And here it is. Another guy who never played this game to the full extent. And he gets a job. You know, the guy from the Rams. His grandfather was a sorry coach. I'm from New Jersey, okay, North New Jersey. This guy was an idiot as a coach, okay? I don't know how the 49ers gave him a job as a GM, but here it is again. 
they gave Terry Donahue a job, okay? And he was pathetic as a coach at UCLA. So I'm going to say, look like all the coaches who are African-American, they got to play the game, they got to coach the game, and then they got to be above bar. Because these good old boys, they're not above bar. Most of them never played the game. They never got hit on the college field. And please do not count NCAA Division Three football. Okay, that's the fun league. That's the fun league. That's when you go out and you drink about three or four beers and then you play the game. Okay, that's junk. Okay, and I said it. I played at an HBCU. Okay, Langston University. Okay, if you play NAIA football, you know what? You're playing some good football. If you play Division II football, you're playing some good football. If you're playing one AA football, you're playing some good football. If you're playing Division I football, I'm truly excited for you. But I'm going to say this, that Division Three. Good old boy football, that ain't nothing but the fun league, and that's in basketball and football. Feel me? All right, here I go. Here I go again. I said this, and I'm tired of it. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame, and it's real sad because it looked like you people forgot about Alex Rodriguez because he was really straight up a liar and a knucklehead, okay? You guys forgot about so many athletes who should not be in the Hall of Fame who did this stuff and guys who are who are doing this stuff even to this day. Nobody has spoken on it on a deep level with baseball, MLB, okay? Now these minor league guys are crying. They want more money. They deserve more money, okay? But why did it have to take so long for MLB to hear their cry? Real sad. Don't understand it. But you know what? Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future, not I'm to see. Kesara, Sarah. That's right. That's Doris Day 1.0. Okay. Basketball, college basketball, I'm, it's, it's pathetic. College basketball is pathetic because people believe that these coaches, especially these good old boy coaches, are the masterminds. No, they're able to get young African-American men who can make things happen. That's all. And you remember Coach K said, you know, Duke, we're not going to go after the big-time athletes. We want guys that's going to be here four years, five years. So we're not going to go after the one and duns. What did Duke do after they was getting their behind kick? Coach K went for the one and duns. Go back to his history because you guys give Coach Krzyzewski too much love. Okay? And he said at one time, we will not recruit one and duns. That's what he said. And what did he go out and do? That's all he did after he made that statement because he was getting his behind kicked. He was getting his behind kicked. And then the worst thing a lot of African-Americans should have not looked at 
was when Coach Krzyzewski was coaching the Dream Team. And the, and the game that they lost, they lost one game, okay? And I think it was in um, Pan Americans, if I'm, if I'm correct. I don't know. I can't say it. But I saw the game. And he lost that game. He lost it. His decision-making at the end. He couldn't get Kobe Bryant to bail him out, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. He couldn't Carmelo Anthony. He couldn't get nobody to bail him out. So, yes, he lost that game. And I'm going to tell you something. When Coach K became the um, USA basketball head coach, he wanted to make sure he had relationships with cameras around, with cameras around, okay, with these African-American ballplayers so these college kids could say, these high school kids could say, hey, I want to be there at Duke. I want to play for Coach Krzyzewski. Man, get out of here. He was up there, you know, rubbing elbows with LeBron James, um, Chris Paul, all these guys. And then some of these guys are saying with the seal of approval, Coach K is a good coach. Players make coaches great. Players do. Coaches don't make players great. Players make coaches great. That's it. Players make big plays. Players make big shots. Players make big touchdowns. Players. And people forget that. And they give all this money to these coaches, getting millions upon millions, and they ain't done nothing. You got a coach that's at Arizona, the University of Arizona. He's never played football in his life. His mother and his father, his daddy, wouldn't allow it. So he played tennis. And he up here making a million of dollars for Arizona with football. And he wasn't even successful at Miami. He wasn't successful with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was not successful, okay, at Michigan. He was not successful with New England Patriots. This guy has not been successful. UCLA, he was garbage. And he gets an opportunity at the University of Arizona. I'm trying to tell young ball players, especially young African-American ball players, don't go to that school. But see, some of their parents, they ain't got it on straight. This man does not get along with African-American students who want to be student athlete, but also want to keep their swag and, they, and, how, and how they've been raised and how they're growing up to be young men. He want to break you down where you're going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what he wants. He don't want to see the growth, the maturity. He's run a number of kids, young men, almost, almost out of football, college, pros. Okay. How is this guy going to have the right to cut? a ball player, and he's never played. I seen this guy when I was at Miami. He couldn't throw a football. He talked a lot. And I have a couple of ball players who played for him when they were at Jacksonville. They said, man, this guy, he lost he lost the offensive locker room. It got to that, it got that bad. When he was at UCLA, I had a guy say, man, we, we, we turned him off. It got that bad. It got that bad at Michigan. 
Okay? I'm trying to tell you something. That some of these coaches don't deserve jobs. And these owners are going to pick predominantly somebody who looks like them. These GMs also. And some of these GMs in the NFL never played football. Never played football. I mean, they want to look the part. They want to look, you know, lift the weights and, and then look the part. It's just like I tell everybody. Remember, organized crime is back in sports. Big time. You better check out these referees in football, basketball, these umpires in baseball. These referees, especially also these women referees, because they're trying to get stability. They're trying to get a name for themselves. So they're going after the superstars and giving them texts. You know what I'm saying? Giving them a, here's a technical foul here. Here's a big foul here in, in the big moment of the game. Okay? And most of the women refs are garbage because you can see it coming. And most of these refs, these good old boys, these young ones, and, and, and possibly the old ones, organized crime has gotten their teeth in the NFL, the NBA, MLB, college football, college basketball, male and female level. Most of these refs are taken for a ride. That's right. I said it. Organized crime has gotten their teeth in sports. And they're also going at the, the referees, the umpires, on all, on all levels. You can see it. It's, it's openly done. Okay? They try to hide it, but some, if you know your sports, you can see it. Some of these calls shouldn't be made. The NFL, for one year, should go back to the, um, the bump and run. They should go back, okay, no more five yards, and then you can't touch them. They should go back to how football was played. I'm not talking about knocking somebody out and, and ruining their life with head-on, head-on collisions. I'm talking about the way playing with your hands, okay? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how you play with your hands, um, making sure a guy can't get off the line of scrimmage, um, um, defending the guy, um, how you can allow um, these defensive players to be able to use their technique instead of being held by these offensive players. I mean, hey, guys don't know where to hit these quarterbacks because these referees are full of, are full of junk. I tell a guy, hit him in his leg, a wide receiver, running back, okay, because if you hit him too high, it's targeting. Okay, if you hit a quarterback too high, it's roughing. You hit a quarterback too low, okay, it's roughing. I mean, we got to get something stable here. We got to get something stable. In basketball, uh, hey, you let the guys, as well as the women, use their bar arm and hand checking. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if bar arm and hand checking was able to be used, you'll find out who the true players are. You'll find out who the true players are. I tell anybody, okay, Ruthie Bolton, 
Tracy, Teresa Edwards, Teresa Weatherspoon, okay, Dawn Staley, Cheryl Swoop, okay, awesome women, bad mama jammers, Cynthia Cooper. She would put eggs on the heads of um, most of these women. Sue Bird, Tarasi, okay? And this Becky Hammond girl who wants to be a head coach. At, now she's coaching in the WNBA. She ain't worth the dime. She ain't worth the dime. She's a Benedict Arnold. She was all pissed off because she could not make the Olympic team. Because she wasn't better than those women. And those all those women should be head coaches in the WNBA or in college. They were they were great players, they understood the game, and they're great teachers. Okay? She crying and squawking, and that's why I, I, I said it's about the good old girls. See? The Karens crying all the time. That's all I'm saying. And it bothers me a lot. It really does. I don't like it. And I think things need to be changed. Um, Becky Hammond was nothing but a Benedict Arnold. Okay, she cried, she cried. And then she couldn't get her way, so she went to Russia. Okay, traitor. Went to Russia for two years, played on their pro team, then played on their Olympic team. And when she played the United States, they put a what? Handcuffs on that chick. Now, the coach she had, um, who, who was the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, this guy is a Maxim Zoom Weeby. I remember him when he was coaching at San Antonio as an assistant coach. And what happened? Coach Hill, who used to be the head coach of the Knicks, became the head coach of, of San Antonio. And this man, he went behind Coach Hill's back and got a job. He he did the same thing that happened to to Byron Scott when Byron Scott was with the Nets. Same thing. You got a guy who's the GM of the Clippers, and he never deserved that job. And this dude, he went out there and he he gave up his his really his soul. To, to move up to a ranking where, you know what, it don't matter where you go because in the end, when you're gone, when it's your time, that's right. Because that man said, I'm going to build me some barns. I'm going to tear these barns down and I'm going to build some up, build some up. And then, you know, the Lord said, thou fool, your time is right now required. Okay? So I don't care what most of these guys do, owners do women do your time is going to be your time and you know what after that time is done your name will be thought of less and less and there'll be there won't be as many visits to the cemetery there'll be less and less okay i'm being real and if you got if you're a guy you got married and all that Okay, yeah, your kids and, and your wife for that moment. And then after that moment, they moved on. That wife is giving your clothes to her next man. Okay, those kids, the only thing they wanted was that money that you had to leave them. 
so they could go and spend it up, be it Vegas, I don't know. Women, a young lady using it up on her boyfriend, a young guy using it up on these females. Hey, all that you built is a mere bag of shells. That's right, a mere bag of shells. And I, I look at some of this stuff and I go, wow. That's all I can say is wow. Because nobody wants to speak on race. They're afraid. They're afraid. They're talking about Ukraine being bombed. Well, in Tulsa, okay, blacks were being bombed by U.S. airplanes. In Tulsa, I went to Langston University. I know. I we all know what happened in Tulsa. Okay, police, police who supposed to protect and serve came into Tulsa, a black city, and they committed ravishing crimes, scandalous crimes. Police, soldiers, etc., etc., bombings, burnings, rape, killings, protect and serve, armed forces, blowing up stuff by planes in the air and on the ground in another city where America is being what? Represented. I try to tell everybody, they don't want to bring up the true story on a number of cities in the United States that were predominantly black, that were destroyed by whites, and I'm trying to tell a lot of these young men and young women, okay, who are African-American, you got to know what coaches you're dealing with. Some of these coaches, Dabo Sweeney, who's at Clemson, his mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, they would use the N-word like anything, born and raised in Atlanta, okay? Nick Saban, West Virginia, okay? His family, grandma, granddad, aunties, uncles, they use the N-word. That's right. Jimbo Fisher. Do I got to go on? I will go on to the break of dawn. And then you go to that school. They just want you there to make them money. Okay, where they could get another big old contract so that their wife would stop drinking the tequila and look sober. That's all they be doing. They know what their husbands are acting a fool doing, but they don't care because they feel like they live in the high life. Okay? Look at that coach that was at Arkansas. And he was riding his motorcycle. He had a car, he had an accident. And they thought that was his wife. His wife looked looked like a fool. That was that was his, you know, that was his little kitty cat he had on that bike. And he made sure he brought her what? A SUV, okay, to keep quiet. I'm trying to tell you some things. I want parents to know that a lot of this stuff, you got to wake up, okay? That Everybody can't make it to the NFL. So why would you send your kid to Iowa State 
Why would you send your kid to Iowa? Why would you send your kid to Minnesota? Why would you send your kid to some of these schools where really they don't even want black student-athletes to go? Okay, because I, it's many times I've heard, oh, he goes here because he's a football player. He goes here because he's a basketball player. He goes here because he runs track. That's what I hear a lot. So I'm trying to tell you right now, wake up, because then when you hear all this stuff going down, you're going to want what? You're going to want to transfer to an HBCU. And I'm going to go, you know what? You need to check yourself and chill. Really. Hey, I got to go, but I'm going to say one thing to you. And check this out and keep it in your head. Golden West College Athletic Services, we help our young people not just have dreams, but also make a dream a reality. Much love. With your man, Conrad.